Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. In this scrap episode, author Scott Taylor talks about his panelist work for FanX and about future panel programming. This scrap episode is sponsored by Anthony Buck. Anthony Buck has been teaching people to sing with greater ease and strength and more beautiful tone for over 10 years. His students successfully sing musical theater, pop, classical, and even rock music. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. And now Scott Taylor. You seem to participate quite a bit at like fanex type conventions as a panelist. How did that all come about and where does that fit in with your <laughs> juggling of many areas of storytelling? I lucked out. That's just it's flat out truth. I, um, I had a friend who I had met at a convention years earlier and he was a screenwriter and I had a, a screen play that I'd written that was turned into a film and, and actually won some awards. Yeah, this is your short. Uh-huh. And uh, remind me what it's called. It's, it's called Wrinkles. The individual, I we kept, we were friends, we kept sort of in touch, and he was chosen to be the, he was, when the first um, Salt Lake Comic Con came out, there was a film festival as part of it, and they, they hired him to run that, because they didn't know, they'd never done it, well, they'd never done a convention before, so... That first year, they were just scrambling for people, scrambling for panelists. And he said, hey, would you like to be on a panel to help us out? And I was like, I had I had two, I think, two short stories in anthologies. I mean, I was as low as an author could be. And I was like, you bet, of course. Uh, I would love to help out. That was the first step in getting involved. I tried to always be prepared, always be an interesting panelist, tried to not be a jerk on up there on the on the panel. I tried to just be someone that that other panelists would like to be, you know, work with. As the convention's gotten bigger, they now like I I couldn't if I had had that resume now, I, I probably wouldn't be involved just because they're bigger, they they can uh, expect better talent on those panels and they can get better talent on those panels, more experienced writers and such. And so I've had to evolve what I bring to the table as a panelist. This last convention, I actually, I approached my friend and I asked if he needed help with the scheduling and they actually put me on the programming team. So I was not just a panelist this last time, but I was actually part of that that group. The logistics or stage manager yes. of it. Okay. Literally a stage manager. But it was it's volunteer. Um, they don't have they they're not paying me to do it. I I would go in on Fridays because I don't work my regular job on Fridays. And so Friday afternoons I go in and we were we're working with the scheduling and working with all those things and hopefully that may that may continue in the future. I hope they'll have me back. I'm actually going to go there after we're done for starting with the September show. But so you're going to help with programming again of the panels. That's my plan. We this time we had a stage. I don't know if you got to see the stage. I oh I did. Um, that was like right in the hall uh-huh. by the Jerry Center, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> where the middle. <laughs> right. It was the north middle. Yes, yes, right there. <laughs> that was the first time they've ever done that. And uh, they put me in charge of, of helping to schedule that. And I was there for the whole time. I was there helping people get on and off and and uh, 
just making sure that we had someone on the stage and uh, it was a lot of work a lot of I mean it was only a two-day event but man I was beat when we were done I had blisters on my feet and but it was it was so much fun to be able to help in that capacity since I'm not one of the my writing uh, credits are not going to put me on a lot of those panels anymore and so I've tried to find different ways to contribute and help out and and so far so good that stage seemed like it was occupied all the time. We had people there. We had 15-minute blocks, half-hour blocks, and then 45-minute blocks. And we had people on and off that whole time. There was there was maybe five minutes when it wasn't being used. And it also looked like there were plenty of people with their eyes towards the stage, too. Well, later in the day, you had the advantage of people sitting down. <laughs> they were, the, I'm just tired, and I need a chair. <laughs> I don't care who's up there. I'm, but you, you knew how that is. There's people everywhere, and there's no place to sit. And, when you have someone up there or you have a performing group, you have a, a band because of, and we, there were a lot of unknowns. We didn't know how it would work. We didn't know if the sound would work. We didn't know if people would be, even be interested. So we're going to tweak that, try to make it better. But, but I thought it was a success. I, I had a good time. I was definitely not there to pay attention to that, but found my <laughs> eyes going over there periodically. So I think that that's a good indicator that things were working. Yeah. I, snagging know. my interest in a very busy room. <laughs> that's that's the point, is trying to. And what was interesting is we actually had some panels because of the two-day event, we had fewer rooms. And so there were a lot of people, a lot of panels, traditional panels like myself, who weren't picked. There was just not enough, not enough options for everybody. So what we tried to do was put panels that we wanted to have but didn't have a room for, and we just stuck them on the stage to see how it would work. And I had several authors tell me that after their panel was done, they had people follow them to their booth and buy their book. Oh, that sounds even better then. Because a lot of people don't know about the panels. You know, they'll go into that floor and they'll go see the celebrities and they'll go look at the art and they'll buy lightsabers or whatever. But a lot of them don't know about the panels because they're not there for that, which is fine. I think we brought the panel format to the people. To them to say, hey, there are conversations going on. There are um, things about how to build cosplay costumes that are being, you know, in these rooms. And so hopefully that helped. I know it helped a few of the authors that we spoke with. Thank you for listening to this In the Telling Scrap episode sponsored by vocal teacher Anthony Buck. Email atb at anthonythomasbuck.com to schedule a lesson today. Let Anthony help you meet your singing goals. Between the lines